0: Tired? Weary? Frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Moms Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom, dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues or even debt collectors. Join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life, it's hard to keep your head I'm pleased to have Amanda Carrasco talking to us today. Uh, Welcome, Amanda. I'm happy to have you here. For
1: having me. You did just fine.
0: Sure, no problem. (laughs) All right. So I want to ask you, um, how did you become a solo
1: mom? Uh, I was married for uh, about nine years, and we had a breakdown of trust in our marriage. So um, we did have a, a counselor who was you know, working with us and in trying to overcome the the obstacles, you know, and trying to make it work. Um, But it was, yeah. I mean, it was very apparent that there there definitely were some some trust issues, some communication issues, which are the main pillars of a marriage. You know, if you don't have those, the marriage is not going to work. It's it's certainly not going to be healthy, right. right? So we had taken some time apart you know, to try to sort of uh, work on some of those things. But yeah, it, it became apparent that, that that wasn't, they weren't going to be resolved. So I I had three kids and I had one on the way. I was four and a half months pregnant with our fourth child mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we separated. And uh, I believe it was about a year later. So my youngest daughter was born when we um, officially divorced, and our story is a little unique in that, you know, three years later, we got remarried again, same guy. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and we were married for three years and, you know, about, about two and a half of those years, I would say we're good years. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, there was, there was definitely effort in, in trying to work on some problems and things, you know, and, and yeah, lots of really happy memories in those two and a half years. And unfortunately You know, sometimes uh, things cycle around. Yeah. kind of ended up back in the same situations, the same trust issues, the same things. And so, so the marriage broke down again. So I technically have been divorced twice, but I only have one (laughs) ex-husband.
0: Well, (laughs) that's one less person to deal with and not, you know, more than one. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's
0: good in that sense. Yeah. Well, I am, excuse me, sorry to hear that your marriage didn't work. With the best of efforts from both sides, it seems. So, how long ago was was the final divorce, and what has been your biggest struggle as a solo mom?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, our first divorce happened in, I believe it was two thousand and nine. Oh, sorry, my daughter was born two thousand twelve, so twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. and then uh, our last one was in twenty nineteen. Okay. So, yeah. And um, I mean, the the first time it, it was interesting, the first time that we separated and divorced was physically harder mm-hmm. because I was very pregnant. Right. It was winter. I had three younger kids. Like physically, it was harder just to kind of be capable of doing things. You know, young mm-hmm. children are physically demanding. Yeah. They have temper tantrums. They can't help out as much. They can't be reasoned with as well. They're not as logical thinkers <laughs> at that point. So. So from that type of a standpoint, it was harder that way. Yes. And the second time the kids were older and I found it more emotionally challenging. And I, I was trying to minimize it, you know, like, oh, you, you, you've been through this before, won't, Mm -hmm. won't be as terrible or, you know what I mean? Like at the beginning, I was kind of really in a lot of denial in terms of my own pain Mm -hmm. and, and, and brokenness you know, over the whole thing falling apart again. Cause I mean, what a redemption story to remarry your ex-husband, yeah. you know, like everyone is so happy and excited. The kids, myself, most of our families, uh, you know, maybe not all of them, but yeah. So it was, it was a great story. And so then to have not a happy ending again, uh-huh. it was more emotionally devastating than I wanted to admit. And it took me a long time to really come to terms with how how broken I was yes. at that point that, that it had fallen apart again. So so I think the biggest challenge the second time was the emotions and, and going through that. Right. Yeah.
0: I think it was harder to let go the second time because it meant you had to admit failure and you didn't see <laughs> yeah you didn't see it happening a third time.
1: No, yeah, that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um this isn't baseball. There's no free <laughs> strikes. This is like two, you're done. <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was hard because, you know, then you had the regret, especially because I had remarried him and I had just put my kids through that again. Mm -hmm. And, and it was my initiative that we got back together, you know, like he was in a different place in life. And I just came to him and said, listen, like, I just need you to know, like, I still love you. I've never stopped loving you. I don't know how to make the marriage work, you know, but I just needed you to know that like when I married you the first time, like it was, it was for life. Like, this is what I wanted. I wanted you. Yeah. That didn't work out but that's where I'm at. And I think that was a shock to him. You know, I think that he was thinking, oh, you know, she left me and she has said, this isn't working, you know, like, So, so she's out. Right. Even though that wasn't how I felt. And even though I had tried to communicate that to him in words, it was like, I want this to work, but it doesn't work the way it's working. Like things have to change. Right. Right. Right? And so when I came back to him and said, Hey, I, I I love you, you know, and put that back. So I had a lot of guilt to work through in terms of my decisions and the pain that I put my kids through, which was Mm -hmm. worse than anything, Right. you know, like divorce is super hard on kids. Mm -hmm. My kids got it twice and it was my fault, you know? Like yeah. that's, that's how it felt. Yeah. And so that definitely compounded and added to the pain of the marriage breakdown the second time.
0: Right. Yes, yeah. I can understand that. But you also have to work on, if you haven't gotten rid of it yet, to work and getting rid of the guilt because there were two adults involved and Mm -hmm. the decision you wanted your marriage to work i mean who doesn't right and so the guilt's not gonna do you any good if you know if you're still carrying it and it hasn't been that long really it's just been a year year, two years, barely. So how has your kids handled it this time around?
1: They're each individual and unique. Mm-hmm. In some ways, it's the, the older ones, they, they logically understand. You know, we've had a lot of conversations mm-hmm. about, you know, why we are where we are. And so they fully understand it. And I think because my youngest daughter was so young, you know, we were so bonded. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, there's, there's no question that she's had pain throughout the process, mm-hmm. but she's handled it a little bit differently. It's my youngest son that definitely struggles the most out of all the kids mm-hmm. and, and still struggles, you know, like he's still like, I want you guys back together. Yeah. You know, his dad has a girlfriend and and he had to come to terms with that. And so now he's at a point where he says, okay, it's it's fine for dad to have a girlfriend. But he just said to me this morning, you know, if he marries her, I'm going to disown him. Mm. And so then we had to talk about that and say, okay, but you know, like he's still your dad. Right. And life has changed and it doesn't mean he doesn't love you, but you know, it's, yeah. So trying to explain all those things to him and he just, he's just so hurt.
0: Yes. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they, they're different depending on their characters, depending on ages, you know, it's it's different for each of them.
0: Yes. Different stages of grief. Even Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. What a great way to, to describe yes. that, Right. They, we do because it's a loss and a death. Mm-hmm. You know, I was reading this book, um, Oprah Winfrey and someone else wrote it. And it's called What Happened to You? Uh, with a question mark. And it's interesting. Their premise is that we look at people and we go, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, but they're saying that's the wrong question. The question should be what happened to you? Mm-hmm. So the first chapter of the book, they talk about kids and going through divorce. Of course. And how for children, it is literally a death because their parents to them are one person. Yes. When they divorce, that person's died. Yeah. Now there's two separate people. And so they do. They have to go through all of that grieving, just like we do. Yes. It, it is literally a death. Mm-hmm. And and I remember a professor one time, he said, divorce is worse than death because the dead person isn't dead. Right. And you have to keep dealing with that. Yes. You have to keep interacting with yes. them.
0: And, you know, so. Yes. Yeah, it definitely is grief because there is a loss, right? That, that bond is broken and, and it creates a deep loss, you know, emotional and otherwise. So yes, there, there has to be grieving and it has to be worked through. And a lot of times we're so angry, we don't get to work through the grief. Yeah. And that could last longer than it should. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wow. So um, Mm -hmm. thanks for sharing. And I really appreciate it. Uh, What is uh, Amanda grateful for today? Oh, my goodness. So many thanks.
1: I mean, first of all, I'm, I love Jesus. And so I'm grateful for a savior who looks out for me for the time and has shown up in my life repeatedly. Like I would not be where I am without him. I just mm-hmm. see his fingerprints all over. And so, and obviously my kids, like they are rock stars, you know, for the adventures that we've gone through good and bad. And, and, you know, they're amazing kids. Like, you know, they're not out. You know, drinking or incarcerated or or in trouble. Like they are really good kids. Yeah. My son had a friend over the other day, and he, he says, I'm gonna make a sludge, and she's like, Okay. And then he says, What would you like to drink? And he goes, Hold on, how much water have you had to drink today? Like, that's so sweet. Yeah. I know. I was like, that's my 17-year-old. Son. Aww. He's crazy. Yeah. So, I'm so thankful, you know, for for my kids. Like and I think about moms that have, have lost children or I have friends whose kids have health issues uh-huh. or kids whose friends have, you know, gone through the justice system, like just the heartbreaks and how painful that is. Yes. You know? I'm super grateful that that my kids are great. Like that's your core as a mom. Yes. Right? Yes. Core. Yes. So my core is, is stable and uh yeah. So those are the, the two two big ones. And I'm just grateful for opportunities. You know, I mean things like connecting with you. And, and other things that are happening in my life that, you know, I don't even know what they're going to fully look like yet, mm-hmm. but you can see the potential. You can see something is starting to blossom. Yes. And so that, that anticipation and that excitement, I'm really thankful for just that space right. to be in that space of something's coming, you know? Mm-hmm. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I like asking that question because it brings out what's important at that moment. Yes. Right.
1: Yeah, thank that's you. So
0: true. All right. Wow. So do you practice self care and what does that look like for you? Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I would not survive without it. Mm. My, my brain is ridiculous and it works overtime all the time. So um, I'm currently in law school. And I own a company that I run with an incredible team. Uh, I am a single mom with four kids and I also volunteer for some incredible organizations. So there's definitely like a lot on the go and I cannot navigate all of that without Mm -hmm. self-care. There has to be. But because I do all those things, self-care for me is, is almost like it's in little doses, you know, but it's purposeful. And and it's intent. If it's I wake up and I go, okay, this morning I need to take a tea outside. You know, you kind of wake up and take the temperature and like, where are you at? Mm-hmm.
0: You know?
1: So I make some tea and go sit outside. Piano for me is huge. When I was a little girl, I always wanted to learn how to play the piano. And my parents said they couldn't afford to buy a piano and they couldn't afford lessons. So I never got to learn. And and then when my kids were older, I bought a keyboard and I paid for them to have lessons on the keyboard. And then we moved into a house where I was able, you know, we had the space. And so I found a free piano. And so I started taking lessons. And so piano for me is huge. I I can't play a song perfectly, but I have songs that I love. Uh Lees is my absolute favorite song. <laughs> And then I also got the teacher. She taught me how to play "Shape of You" by Ed Sheeran. Oh. So I, have oh. I have some classical. Yeah, and so just to sit at the piano for 15 minutes and play out my song. Yes, it's just it's focusing. And then the other thing that COVID really hurt, which sucked, was um, we have oxygen yoga and fitness right by my house, and I go to the fitness classes. I've learned not to tell people that I go to yoga anymore because then they think that I sit and mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. <laughs> do tree poses all the time. Okay. <laughs> But I love the fitness classes because it's an hour that's just me. I can't have my phone. There's nobody texting me, mm-hmm. you know. And I walk there and I walk back, and so I have that time to myself to be processing and and being in that space. Like it's hot, so you're sweating out toxins, and it's been so therapeutic. There have been times I bawled in class, wow, just getting stuff out. But it's so hot that you're sweating because it's hot, yeah, You know? Yeah. And I'm like, nobody can tell I'm crying. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> but you just you get stuff out yes, you know Yes, so those are definitely really important things to me you know but like I say it's pieces I don't you know I can't take like a week-long vacation and reach home, mm-hmm. and that just that isn't how my life is right now maybe one day
0: maybe one day
1: yeah yes
0: right? yes. <laughs> yes I used to be like that too where it was actually I never took a vacation like for 20 years mm-hmm. I never did and one mm-hmm. day two things Happened and I just snapped, and I just told my boss, I'm going on vacation. And I went away for like six days to some somewhere I didn't even know alone, and it was so amazing. And I haven't stopped since. <laughs> you just have to break okay. out of that spell, you
1: know? Yeah, so and now, how did you navigate your kids in that space? Like, were they older at that point, or you know, because lots of people have different situations. Uh-huh. I don't have a space where I could just drop my kids for a week, you okay. know? And I love my kids, and we go on vacations too together mm-hmm. but that's not a vacation for mom right right <laughs> a family vacation yeah it's very different so yeah how did you navigate that space with your kids as a, as a mom they
0: were older they were teenagers yeah. and it took that long for me to actually decided that i needed that and prior to that we had gone and vac- the only vacation we went on was on amtrak we took amtrak from atlanta to buffalo okay. and it was just the three of us they were younger and it was so nice i have I have two younger boys. I have three sons, but the older one, he's his own man. But they get in the way, they were older. Um But even when they were older, like, you know, mid to late teens, I still had up here that I couldn't leave them. Mm-hmm. And I still had up yeah. here that I couldn't leave the job. Right. You know, I just, you know, but when you set your mind to something, you can do it. No matter Mm -hmm. how you think that you don't have the money or whatever it is you don't have. But I understand when you don't have grandma to drop them off, because I've never had that. Or the ex isn't looking at that, you know, not going to want you to run off somewhere on your own because God forbid mom takes care of herself, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah.
0: so yeah and it's funny no, you it's... should mention oxygen because um there's one right across the street from me and I've been looking into them because I love doing the sauna and I love yoga mm-hmm. and I'm thinking that would be perfect for me so I'm glad you yeah. mentioned it um, i
1: I've been really happy and, and I'm not paid for this endorsement but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I was going three times a week before COVID hit mm-hmm. and I wasn't going because I wanted to lose weight. I went because I wanted to be healthy. Mm-hmm. That was... My- I knew like I needed physical fitness incorporated. So I was going three times a week and I did that for months and I didn't lose a ton of weight, but my body shape changed Mm -hmm. and I noticed it and I felt it, my clothes fit differently. And, and I just, I was like, Oh, this is, this is great. And I, I've never had a lot of negative self image. You know I mean? There's Mm -hmm. a little like, Oh, I wish the tummy was a little flatter, (laughs) you know, little things, but not, not something major. Yeah. But still, when it was when it was shifted, like I was like, oh, I really feel comfortable in my skin. Feel better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and 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 then COVID hit, and I mean, that was just like the worst place to be, right? And I. Even room perspiring, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that was not an option. And you know, with our cases being so low where I live right now, which is great, and so you know, we've been able to open that back up. And so I've been going. This is week four of six days a week. Oh, because it's the same thing. Like a lot of people did the COVID fifteen or the COVID thirty or mm-hmm, forty five. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't gain a lot of weight through COVID, but my body shape changed. Okay, right? Yeah, and I just went well. This is the way it is right now, and and my focus was on school, and I just and I literally was like, okay, when I when I get to the end of law school, my body's coming back, you know. <laughs> and so I have two exams now in uh, in a month and a week, and uh, so I thought, you know what, we're getting close, and I really want to do this. It's opened back up, and so I've been going every day, uh, you know, or, or six days a week for the last four weeks, and I'm noticing, and I'm like, oh yeah,
0: change, yeah, it's yeah, coming
1: back, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So I'm really glad that you, even with you have law school. I can't imagine how tough that might be. You have four children, no matter their age, they, they're still your children
1: and you have, you're running a business. I do. I, I own a company. Yeah. I've, I've owned it for 12 years. So it's uh, something I know very well.
0: Okay. But still, and, <laughs> and then, and you're running a home. So, you know, you're very, very busy, but I commend you for taking care of yourself and not Make excuses for why you can't do that because we do make excuses for why we can't take care of us. So
1: no, but like, see, like I can't do the things that I do without that, you know, and. And like I said, like taking that hour out and going and clearing my mind. Sometimes I'm laying on the mat and I'll be able to process through things. Mm-hmm. But had I been home and my phone going off and my kids yelling or something, you know, like I can't, I can't make it through. Yes. The brain bandwidth is just not computing. Mm-hmm. But taking that time out just really clarifies it, kind of de- declutters the brain. Yes. So that when I come back to stuff, I can really focus. And, you know, when I come back and, you know, there's issues with the kids or something I can remain calm and I can stay connected and go okay here's how we're going to handle this instead of like snapping Mm -hmm. right that can be really hard because we're like I can't stop I can't stop and then we're you know snapping at our kids and and overreacting or you know like all that kind of stuff it it happens yes so yes we think I don't have time for self-care but you'll actually be a better parent and a better person if you do
0: absolutely
1: this is I can't I can't do the things that I do without taking that time and it does have to be a day or a week, no. you know. Like my fifteen minutes of piano, my my half hour of a tea in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. yeah, just take small things. If that's all you got, at least start there. Yeah,
0: I have one. After maybe four, or five years of working twelve hour days, sitting at a desk, and worrying about my teenage boys, I. Got to a point where my brain was foggy. But mm. when I, dis- what I discovered was I was running for the bus one morning and my joints wouldn't move because I did this, got up early in the morning, wasn't sleeping at night, got up early in the morning, went to work. I was at work at six and I'm leaving work at six, seven, eight, nine on the subway mm. back home, crash, you know. Over and over and over again. And I'm like, there's something wrong. My body won't move. Mm. And I started to walk. I love walking, found the park, walked the neighborhood. And, you know, between the sunshine and walking and the mental clarity, you don't need a lot sometimes. That really helped me to push through whatever fog, physical and mental fog was going on with me,
1: you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's funny you said your joints wouldn't move. It's like your body was telling you. Yeah. Well, like you're going to break yeah. if you don't make a change. Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, your body will tell you. you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> one way or another it will, it will. Yeah. Yeah. It really
0: will. yes for sure yeah. okay so i really enjoyed talking to you and i should mention that amanda and i just met uh we met through a mutual acquaintance i'm very grateful for the opportunity to talk to you we live not far from each other i i recognize that maybe 30 minutes so it would have been good to meet and uh, maybe one day we could but in the meantime I'm going to ask you a question I've not asked a guest before. What is the one secret you could share with us today?
1: Okay, so I think it's it's almost like an an epiphany perhaps more than a secret and it came to me this week though and um I mean it's it's hard, you know, like whatever your life is like getting divorced is Hard. Mm -hmm. And being a single mom is hard. Even with good kids, you know, it's hard. And this week, um, I ran into some old friends. They, they, they came and actually helped me. I had one of those, like, hey, I need a truck, and I posted on Facebook, who can help me? And uh, and and so people that I haven't seen in person for years, they came and and helped and and moved this this cabinet that I had gotten, you know, stuck (laughs) not fitting in my vehicle. So while we were talking, though, she said to me, you know, Amanda, you're not just surviving, like you're thriving. Mm-hmm. And I thought a lot about that because I thought, well, what, what does that really look like? Because yeah, I, I do a lot of stuff, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, people can be financially successful and they're not successful in life, right? you know? So, I thought about what does it mean to thrive? What does that look like? And so, I decided there were three criteria. And the first one was sort of like knowing who you are and and what your values are and making decisions according to those values. And so, um that took a long time and it was really hard. And especially after my first divorce, it was like, okay, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not just a mom, I'm not just a wife and I'm not even a wife anymore so who am I? And it was figuring myself out. So, and I had a, an amazing counselor, which I super credit. I love counselors. Uh yeah. and, and I've seen him, I mean, that was 11 years ago that, that I started seeing him when my marriage broke down because I needed to, I mean, I mean, I needed help. I needed to figure things out and I couldn't do it on my own. So he helped me figure out like what my values were. And he said, you know, you made these decisions because not making those decisions would go against your values. And he said, when you make decisions that go against your values, like you're going to lose yourself, mm-hmm. you, you, know, you won't know who you are. So, so thriving means knowing who you are, being confident in that and making decisions according to that, because we're not always going to make decisions that people like, you know? And yeah. so you've got to know that whether you like this decision or not, I know this is true to who I am. And it's a decision that I have to make and I have to live with you know? So, so that was number one. And then number two was, was having a good community, you know? And so I had my counselor as a really great professional resource, but I do have a lot of great friends that I consider family, you mm. know, people that that I confide in, but also people that hold my feet to the fire. So there are people that will call me on my stuff. It doesn't benefit you to have just a bunch of like, yes, men right. around you. Everything you do is great. Yeah. You know? You're never going to grow. You're never going to get better when you do that. True. So, so having that strong community support is really important. Having people that you do have fun with and, and that kind of thing, but they'll call you out, you know? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so, that was number two. And then number three was, um, you know, we all have challenges in our life. And so thriving is being able to find the meaning in those challenges. Mm. You know, yeah, there's not a single person that doesn't have challenges. Right. And so, you know, has what I've gone through, has what I'm facing now, does it have a purpose? Can it be used in, a, in in ways? And and this is where I say, like, I feel like I'm really kind of coming into things right now. Things are starting to blossom because I'm really seeing that happen. I'm seeing, you know, the 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 pain that I've gone through be used and be able to impact people's lives mm-hmm. in different ways. And so that's huge. When your yes. pain has a purpose, that is like life transforming. Yeah, like healing. Yeah, and being able forward. So, so that for me was thriving and that was like a recent, you know, revelation to me and I thought if if we could all maybe understand that because thriving seems like you've got it all together all the time, mm-hmm. you know, you're successful financially, you're successful in your job, you know, you you're great and I'm like, "Oh man, there are days I fall apart." Yeah. You know, there are days that I'm not okay. Yeah. But when I'm not okay, I know who to call. I know what to do, you know, and I can get back on track. Yes. So that's more important, but especially as moms, like we just, I have some amazing moms. You know, That I call friends, and we're all just so hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not a good mom, I'm failing here. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you are thriving. Yes, it doesn't mean you get it right all the time, it doesn't mean you fall apart. You can still be thriving and fall apart, <laughs> you can still be thriving and not be a perfect mom. Yeah, you really can definitely.
0: You know? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, I really like that, and I like that last one because. Um, struggles, we always see struggles and challenges as a negative thing. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a negative thing, especially when Jesus is our savior, right? If we could look at it in a way, look, as you said, into it. What's happening? Why is it happening? Can I find, can I learn something from this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I appreciate you sharing that. I like that. I really do.
1: <laughs> it, it matters because, you know, we, we do. We all have struggles. We've all been hurt, mm-hmm. right? In various ways, wherever it is. And, and as single moms, we've obviously been hurt in the yes. relationship, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So, so what do we do with that? Yes. Is that for nothing? Or, or can that be used for something? Yes. You know? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Thank you. Now, can you tell us about your business and tell us how we could get in touch with you?
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So I own a homestay company, which a lot of people go, what is that? <laughs> um, so we work with international students that come to Canada. And the majority of our students are high school students and they attend mm-hmm. uh, local schools. And so what What we do is we do the matching. So we find the host families for the students to come and live with. Okay. And it's a paid positions. So the host families are paid to host the students. And we're just looking for families who are willing to like open their homes, open their hearts, you know, learn from each other because... Sometimes you think, oh, these kids are coming here to learn, but that's never what happens. Mm You know, we mm -hmm. learn from each other. Some of our families are never going to be able to travel to the countries that our kids come from, but they can learn from them because they're here and they're in their home. And you talk about how things are different, what different foods you have, you know, what's culturally okay here and not culturally okay there. So it benefits our school districts. Um, it, you know it adds finances to budgets but also the kids are then you know in a diverse classroom mm-hmm. you know and you've got different perspectives and especially like in in say a class of like social justice yeah when you've got kids coming from different you know social political backgrounds you know the conversation and the ideas that can that can develop from that are pretty huge mm-hmm. so so that's what our team does. And we, we work with those students and the families. We provide some activities for them. And, and working with teenagers can definitely have its challenges, you know, <laughs> Any moms and teens are going to give me an amen on that mm-hmm, one, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but it also can be amazingly rewarding, you know, yeah. some of the, the bonds that we've created, being able to step into a young person's life as they're on their journey and see that, that you've contributed. The, the kids do not go home the same,
0: Yeah, def- you know, yeah. like they
1: come and they go back different. Mm-hmm. So the, the honor that it is to be able to be a part of their lives in that way is very significant. And I have an amazing team that work with me and you know obviously COVID had a huge impact on our business right and I used to laugh and joke and say you know the only thing that's really going to shut us down is if they close the border they'll never close the border Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I should never never say never
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So
1: that being said, though, I mean, we're up and running. We are having our, our largest intake in September. And part of that is because some other countries are closed. Mm-hmm. Canada is not closed. There are certain parameters for students to come. And we had 40 students come in January. They came safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came adhering to protocols. And, and it was really successful. Host families were really happy, the students were really happy. So it was great. So we're excited about like having our biggest fall ever. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, so our our website is harmonyhomestay.com. Okay. There's lots of information there. Yeah, about about hosting. There's an application form for families that want to, you know, fill that out and and be a part of the the Harmony Homestay family and you know, have be a part of that experience. We used to have short term groups, and we will again one day. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, we have long term students, and so yeah, so families that have an extra spare bedroom and you know want to have a new family member that comes in. The kids are, are semi independent; like they do need a family. This right. is uh, a roommate situation, right? Yeah. So they do need family. They're looking for that, but. And and our short term students because they're here for sometimes a week or two weeks. I know with me and my family we'd sometimes like bunk up my kids and have our short term students, you know, in one of my daughter's rooms or one of my son's rooms or something like that. Mm-hmm, you know, for the short mm-hmm. So and it's been great. Like my kids have learned so much and had so much experience and tried so many different foods you know the kids love doing origami when we have japanese students you know there there's just been all kinds of really great experiences that we've shared just by opening our home yes you know to someone else yes
0: so it's been great. oh wow that that is a nice that's a really good business model and i, I think the personal satisfaction has to be overwhelming right Very good in a good way yeah yeah absolutely yeah absolutely okay
1: yeah and and even with our host families you know like we're building community and being able to connect and speak into people's lives Mm -hmm. and you know like it gets very personal you know like we are involved with their lives we're involved with their homes and I had a host mom call me once and she said you know can single parents host Mm -hmm. and I said yes absolutely they can there's no problem and because I had a a bit of a relationship with her I asked her I said how's how's your marriage doing? Uh-huh. And she said, it's not good. Uh, and I said, okay. Do you want to talk about that? Or are you doing okay? Like how, you know, so it's, it's not even just about the students. It's about building community and, yes. and families that are getting to know each other in the same neighborhoods because they're both hosting. And so it's been really cool to see the community that's built here, you know, in, in Canada uh-huh. because of that. Yeah. So it's, It's really cool the way that this, you know, builds relationships. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I imagine when I was very, very young, I went to boarding school and I boarded at somebody's home and Mm, we met other kids from different areas of the country. And yeah, so I've experienced the other end of it. So, yeah. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Now, before I let you go, I always want to ask, what do you have to offer a solo mom today who's going through something, one piece of advice that you would give?
1: Mm. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is never give up. <laughs> um, so I remember, there were days that I just felt like I couldn't get out of bed, mm-hmm. you know, like just, just crying or overwhelmed or, or hurt in pain, you know, like, and just being like, I just, I just want to give up. And, and, and in that moment, you know, I've, I've worked on my self-talk, you know, because I think that's one thing too, that especially comes from a relationship breakdown is, is the negative Mm -hmm. self-talk, you're you're not lovable, you're not worthy. That's why he's not with you, Mm -hmm. he's not choosing you. And you know what I mean? Like all those things, right? So, um, having to work through that and saying, no, no, like my worth is not dependent (laughs) on whether he chooses me or not, Mm -hmm. you know? So... My self talk in those moments when I'm overwhelmed is starting to sound like, um, you can do this, you know, and be nice to yourself. Yes. That's something I repeat over and over to myself is be nice to yourself. Mm-hmm. I notice, you know, like when I start to, to not feel good or struggle, I just be nice, be nice. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just just be nice through this time. Get through it. Yes. You know, like there's going to be different days. And, and for sure, when I had little kids, it was so hard. and I was exhausted all mm-hmm. the time, you know, and, and it, it did get better. I say that to some of my girlfriends that have younger ones too, that are single parenting. And I said, just, just hold tight, mama. Don't give up. Yeah. Just, be nice to yourself in this moment. Yeah. I've got two teens now, two that are, are not teens yet. But I'm really loving these teen years. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, there's days where I'm like, you guys... Oh, I'm running behind and I got this and that. You know, can you help with dinner? Can you peel potatoes? Can you do this? And they're like, sure. Yeah. No problem. You know, yeah. Like, and they'll, they'll help us and so we, we communicate with each other and it's a different, it's a different level. Yeah. You know, like, and they will help with the younger ones. Like if I say, I've got to go out or I've got to do this. Yes. So, so making it to the teen years, which I know a lot of people are like, oh, the teen years are terrible. <laughs> They don't
0: have to be, Mm -mm. you know,
1: stay connected with your kids. That's a huge thing is, is staying connected with them. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, it it gets better. One foot in front of the other, be nice to yourself.
0: Yes, for sure. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for talking to us today. I really appreciate you.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me. This is such an honor. It's exciting to, to meet you and connect with you. Yes, sure. Studies
0: show building healthy connections help you live longer with that in mind. Join Solo Moms Connect monthly meetup. It's a safe place where you can get your questions answered, connect with moms just like you, and learn about topics you have an interest in. Click the link below and join our next meetup on Thursday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. Eastern. We have a special guest who will tell you all you want to know about educating your kids no matter their age. So click the link below and sign up now. Remember, you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence.